Hello and welcome to Second Look. I'm Benjamin Green, and this is the show where we take a second look at stuff going on in politics and culture. Thanks so much for tuning in today. This episode would not be able to be on the air today if it were not for Octopod. If you have ever been in a situation where your phone or tablet has died, then you definitely want to check out Octopod. Go ahead and look at their mobile charging products. You can go to octo-pod.com outset to get more info and then use the coupon code outset when you check out. Well, hey, we're nearly at six months of Second Look, which is just crazy to me. Um, I didn't realize it based on the episode numbers, but, you know, I took those couple weeks off during the summer, and then I, I missed last week. But um, it's been a lot of fun. I didn't really know what to expect coming into this, and I have definitely really enjoyed uh, my time so far hosting the show, and I'm thankful for Steven and for Outset, the the network being available for, for me to start this show. Uh, we've been going since March 24th, so we'll hit six months here in eight days. And and looking back over the course of the show, I am very happy with the episodes I've put out. Some I like more than others, but I'm always looking to improve what I'm doing. I believe that it you can never have too much self-improvement. So I've been thinking a lot about what I can do to improve the show, and boy, is there plenty of stuff I can do. Uh, A bit of what I've learned, starting out, I was scornful of talk radio. Um, I, in the first episodes, I talked about how, like, specifically how I didn't want to be like talk radio, falling into the cacophony of voices that is political commentary so often. But, you know what? It's really easy to fall in the trap of just being negative. And I think that dealing with current events makes it easier to fall into that trap. I've done a lot of episodes that have focused on current events, a couple that have focused on issues, but I don't want to continue on the path of doing mostly current events and just issues on the side, I'm going to pivot and focus a little more on issues and uh, policies and even, you know, people as opposed to events. And, And I will still talk about current things because that's what makes issues relevant, but it's not going to be my focus. And... I hope you'll like the refocusing. I know I'm really excited about it. Also, if you've been following my social media feeds, you know that I've made a few changes since I last produced an episode of Second Look. For one thing, I I decided to leave the Republican Party 
And for another, I've asked people to stop calling me a conservative. This was kind of a difficult decision, but not as difficult as I expected it to be. But the reason I asked people to stop thinking of me as a conservative is that I didn't feel like I could, in good conscience, associate with some people who are considered conservatives. There were other reasons in it too, but I'm really just grew tired of being lumped in with people that I don't even agree with on a lot of issues. And I've kind of begun to feel like the conservative movement is doing more harm than good. I... I believe we need to seek three things in politics. And in this order. We need to seek truth first, love second, and liberty third. Now don't get me wrong, I am the last person who's going to say that liberty's not important. It's very, very important, and it's a core doctrine, if you will, of our nation's founding, but truth and love must come first. Because if you don't have truth and you don't have love, then liberty is meaningless. You could have the uh, a rude, obnoxious, morally subjective society that's very free and be miserable to live in. I would personally much rather live in a society that valued truth, that valued love for your fellow citizens and fellow humans, and was entirely totalitarian than I would a government that was brash, obnoxious, coarse, and free. I feel like they go hand in hand. Liberty's very important. Liberty is the best thing for humans, I believe. And yet, at the same time, if it's coupled with, if it's not coupled with um, truth and love, then I think it's useless and maybe even does more harm than good. I'm not sure. So if you'd like to know more about that decision, you can head to my Twitter page, which is at BeGreenAZ, where I have a Medium post pinned to my profile that goes a bit more into detail. But from this, I have a pledge to you. While I examine people, I will not examine them on the basis of their conservatism or progressivism. When I examine policies and proposals, I will not base my opinions off of who proposed them. I will measure individuals as independent individuals and ideas as independent ideas. I feel like this is in my duty as a content creator to be fair to every person and every idea that I'm considering. I feel like it's also just the right thing to do, and 
Sometimes you have to do the right thing. It's not as though conservatives have all good ideas all the time and progressives have all horrible ideas all the time. Um, it's been said that government is the business of compromise. And people, we've basically been waging the same debate since the founding of the country. Do you want more federal government control or less federal government control? It's basically the same political debate these days. And there are good, well-intentioned people who disagree with you. Shocker. But rather than just writing them off as um, progressives, you need to listen and learn. And this pledge is just kind of where I'm starting to to do that. Now, I don't want this to be entirely a a process episode. So, we're going to talk about privacy in a minute right after I once again sing the praises of Octopod. My Octopod has saved me several times when I think I've charged my phone, but I haven't quite plugged it in, or when um, my iPad battery was dead and I forgot my iPad charger cord, I had my Octopod Tertia cable there. And so, I think it's really quite indispensable, since I've had one, I've used it a lot, and I could not recommend you buy one more. Head over to octo-pod.com slash outset. Use the coupon code outset when you check out um, to get 50% off for a limited time. If you're just using it for your phone, go ahead and get the Ion 3 is what I'd recommend, unless you're out in the sun a lot, in which case definitely go for the Ion Solar. But if you're going to be charging two devices at once or doing it on your tablet, um, you're probably going to want to get the Ion 10. But that's octo-pod.com slash outset. Use the coupon code outset when you check out. So this way you're, you're not just tuning in to hear me talk about things that have already happened or things that are going to happen, I wanted to focus for the rest of today's episode on privacy. And you know, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, that I am not a fan of the Patriot Act. I am not a fan of government surveillance. But instead of just saying hey, you know, this stuff's bad, I want to explain a little bit why I think it's bad. So, some people are more comfortable sharing things about themselves than others, but do you like to walk around naked? Most people don't. Even if you're comfortable with your body, chances are you There are parts of you you just keep covered when you're out and about for a variety of reasons. In fact, a lot of people don't even like to hear the word naked, and they feel awkward just hearing or saying it. But 
I feel like this is a really good analogy for surveillance issues for the most part. I'm not okay with giving my information over to the government or even to corporations for that matter. I do still have Facebook and Google accounts, but I don't like the way they collect my data and I personally have tried to move away from using Google products as much as possible. Um, it, I just don't like it. And it's not that I have anything to hide, per se. It's just that I like to be more private than that. And, and I feel like the clothing analogy is a very good one here. When you put on clothes to go outside, it's not that you have something terribly awful you want to hide. It's just that you feel more comfortable not sharing that part of yourself with the entire world. And that makes sense. It's, it's completely normal to be private like that. We, there, there are almost some inherent human tendencies to keep secrets. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it can be um, damaging to specific relationships. But, but secrets aren't inherently bad. And privacy from the government isn't inherently bad either. In fact, I believe it's inherently good for the government to respect the privacy of its citizens. And I have five reasons for you why you should be hesitant to surrender your right to privacy. Number one is the U.S. Constitution. I can't emphasize enough how unconstitutional it is to have these Patriot Act programs in the United States that do blanket surveillance on every American. I know in other countries it may not be... Um, illegal according to their laws, but our U.S. Constitution has an attached Bill of Rights, and the Fourth Amendment in that Bill of Rights is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. One of the benefits of being a U.S. citizen is you don't have to worry about the government getting the wrong idea about you based on the information they've already collected. What you do have to worry about is... Uh, doing suspicious things that would cause the government to be wary of you because then they can get a warrant and go find your information. The Fourth Amendment has no problem with these NSA programs philosophically on an individual basis. 
if you have an individual warrant for each person you're spying on, that's completely covered by the Fourth Amendment. If you suspect someone's doing something, you can get a warrant that says, hey, look, I'm going to search this person's stuff. That is constitutionally protected tool for law enforcement to use. What is not a constitutionally protected tool for law enforcement to use is blanket surveillance, where you say, okay, I want all Americans who have this specific phone company on this warrant. And we write this blanket warrant and collect information from all of those Americans. The Constitution protects your privacy from blanket searches and and seizures, too, which is actually very important, but gets a little bit less press. Your privacy protects you from being search from from being treated like a criminal basically if the government has suspicion that you are a criminal then they can search you but they're not supposed to be able to do it without already being suspicious of you and having that warrant number 2 is the slippery slope Now, I know people hate slippery slope arguments, and a lot of people think they're not fair, but honestly, a lot of times they hold true. And the slippery slope here is once you're handing over all of your data to the government, where do you stop? Maybe it starts with the government just collecting your phone metadata, as has already happened for every single American. Maybe it moves from there to, well, we're just storing their data text messages, and then, well, you know, it's only emails and social media posts, and then, well, you know, it's only their location. Where does it end? It ends when the government is collecting data about every single aspect of your entire life, and this is a danger from corporations, too. Uh, I Again, I'm thinking of Google and Facebook specifically. They are the most notorious. They use, I, I read it in an article, I wish I could remember who wrote it, but they said they use surveillance as a business model. Google and Facebook spy on you, basically, if you use their products. That's one of the things you agree to. And they they read all the messages you send and and receive And then they use that to sell advertising so that you might click on things. And really, you are the product. You're not the customer. The customer becomes the advertising agencies, and then the end user becomes the product there. But anyway, this this slippery slope argument, once that... Once the data that's being collected now is saturated, they're going to have to start collecting new data. It's not like that's going to be enough. By that point, criminals will be using other means to communicate, and the government will want to collect those too. And, And it just doesn't end well. The only way it ends well is if the government follows the law. 
if your privacy isn't protected, it's a slippery slope that will result in no privacy for anybody. And I don't know about you, but that's not a world I want to live in. Number three is national security. Yeah, that's right. I think it actually damages our national security to be collecting all this data. And I'll tell you why in one word. Cybercrime. Cybercrime is a huge problem, and it's growing every single day. There are hundreds of thousands of attacks. There are over a quarter million new computer viruses every single day. And governments are perpetually being hacked and having information stolen. Very recently, the federal government's Office of Personnel Management had, now it appears to be their entire data files, the the entirety of all the files that they've kept on everyone who has worked with the federal government in the last, I think it was like 15 years, all of those have been compromised. So a foreign government could have all of this information on you. And if you don't know why that could be particularly dangerous, this means that the the Chinese government could know about the physical fitness of people in our military. Specific details about individual um, service men and women. And also, they could know who has been involved with CIA intelligence and be able to target those people. Or, even you, if you've never worked with the federal government, but maybe you applied for a job there once, well, now they have your social security number and they can steal your identity. It's a huge problem. And... The more data the government is holding, the more the the bigger target the government is painting on its own back. If the government just said, "Hey, you know what? Go ahead and hack us. It's not like we have any data for you to see anyway." You know, that'd be way different. If if you're transparent, if you're not collecting all this sensitive data, then you're not as vulnerable. And I I definitely think it would be within our national security interests to start protecting the privacy of our citizens. Number four is political enemies. Now, what I mean by this, this one's a little... uh, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but there have been documented cases in Wisconsin of people using law enforcement and and search warrant loopholes, I guess you could call it, to take out their political enemies, to intimidate them. The conservative activists have had their homes raided by SWAT teams for no apparent reason because getting a warrant, you, you the process, I'm... I'm not doing this topic justice. It's a serious topic. Maybe I'll 
talk about it on some other episode. We'll see. But basically, if the government is breaching your privacy, whether that's through collecting data about you or simply just not respecting the process, your due process under the law, your protection from search and seizure, um, you are vulnerable to attacks from people who disagree with you politically. When the government... Data is powerful. You know, teachers always used to say to me growing up that knowledge is power, but I'm studying information science in school, and I believe that it's a little broader than that, and information is power, not even necessarily knowledge. You can do so much stuff if you just have the data. Handing over this data to the U.S. government uh, allows, you know, maybe it's, maybe the people who are in the NSA now, the people who are in positions of authority, maybe they're really good people. We'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and just say, yes, everyone there is a really good person and they have your best interest at heart and they're not going to abuse your power. Okay, how about 10 years from now? 50 years from now? 100 years from now? You really trusting that every single person who works for the NSA and the CIA or Google or Facebook is a good servant with your best interest at heart, that is a real stretch. It's just not possible for me to believe that that's the case. And if if you do believe that that's the case, well, more power to you, and I respect that you have a little bit better uh, image of your fellow man than I do. I just... I I am not willing to trust the government's employees to open myself up to the attacks of people who disagree with me politically. And this also ties into the fact that we need to work on civil discourse in this country. At what point did political people decide that it was appropriate to use their offices to go after people who disagree with them just because they disagree. At, at what point did we decide that was okay and good? I don't even know. But anyway, back on topic. Number five, the, the most important reason why you should be hesitant to surrender your privacy to the government is freedom. I believe that man should be free. Period. If a government is going to make something illegal, if the government is going to take away a right or a liberty, they must have a very good reason to do so. Because I believe man should be free. And part of being free is being able to keep secrets. So, 
that's all I have for today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, go ahead and give me some feedback on Twitter about what you think about my pivot, my pledge, or privacy. My username is at bgreenaz. Or, of course, you can always comment on this episode at outsetmagazine.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It would mean the world to me if you would go into iTunes and rate this episode five stars. And then while you're there, subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. You can check out the Stephen Perkins program and the Matt Dallas show also on the Outset Podcast Network. And of course, always make sure to follow Outset on Twitter at Outset Magazine, Steven on Twitter at Steven with a PH underscore Perkins, and me on Twitter at BGreenAZ. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope you have a great week.